Welcome to another episode of Block Talk, presented by Theatre in the Now. I'm your host, as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or Stitcher so you never miss an episode, and leave a five-star review while you're there. And as always, follow me on Instagram at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter at Theatre in the Now, and visit theaterinthenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. Fuck the big picture, Clint! Another week, another Amazon Prime mishap. Perhaps they were too busy playing Dungeons and Drag Queens to get it right. Or maybe they were distracted listening to another Dragula Season 3 recap. And today, I'm joined by a dark elf necrophiliac, Zalika Parsons. Finally, it is happening to me, and I showed up to court one. Yeah, welcome. Um, You're okay being called a dark elf necrophiliac? I... Spoiler alert, have no idea what the fuck anything Dungeons and Drag Queens related to, like Dungeons and Dragons. Wait, you don't know what necrophiliac is? Okay, not enough necrophiliac is, but I get that whatever asshole. But like I'm saying like the spoiler alert is everything up until the word necrophiliac, I was like, okay, cool. Yeah, I I, uh, I too don't know Dungeons and Dragons. I asked a friend to give me like a little rundown. He forgot to text me back like about it. But um, I don't don't know if Seraphim plays Dungeons and Dragons. I don't know if she... In our production meeting, by that I mean our Facebook group chat, she expressed how she loved the challenge. I'm guessing she does. I mean, she is a big gamer. She's a gamer, so. I don't know. I don't know. But we're here, and we're going to talk about other things. Like, um, Amazon and the release issues. What the fuck is going on? I, so, RuPaul casted a spell and was like, I can be the only drag competition and, like, burnt everyone's houses down and then peed on them. Um, no, I honestly think it was probably just, like, really, um, quote-unquote, amusing air quotes mishap that it's not the Boulay's fault and they wouldn't do, like, a stunt bullshit like that, but at the end of the day, Amazon, like, needs to give them another season and fork up some money or yeah, something. Yeah, th- this was just really bad. For those listening, I am unspoiled on episode five, which happened to be released at the same time as episode four for whatever reason. Um, I know that in Canada, they got six and seven, so mm. they are completely spoiled. Um, but for the purposes of this podcast, I am unspoiled. Zalika has watched episode five, but we are going to not discuss anything in episode five. I've watched episode five and I know what happens up until episode seven, but I'm not going to say anything or lose anything. I won't ruin anything. Don't do it. I had someone text me before we started wanting to give me spoilers on Drag Race UK and I was like, no, I don't want to know anything. Tell them to text me. I'll I'll see. I'll I'll text you. I'll have them text you. Okay. But yeah, we're going to talk about episode four. Um, Big pictures. Did you like it? Good episode? I, I loved it. I thought it was one of the better, not I wouldn't say best, but one of the better episodes they've had out of all three of the seasons. I agree. So well, Lots of burning questions, but we'll talk about it. Yeah. We'll go through it and see if your mind changes, but let's talk about the yeah. opening movie. Um, we're back at the safe house, and there are some dead bodies, um, but don't worry, kids. They The kids aren't dead yet. Yet. Yep. Yet. Yep. Yep. Um, so the Boulets, they have a tray of snacks, and you bet your ass they're laced with something. I honestly, I'm not going to lie with you, it reminded me of, like, the Bihar movies where they have, like, those sexy, like, everything, anything go party scenes where the killer's about to strike, and I was, like, living, I know you hate the movies, but, like, I was living for the moment. I was, like, this is so, every time I see it, I'm just, like, what's going to happen next? Like, yeah. I mean, again, the references clearly um, elude me. I don't know what they are. Um, but it seems that we have, like, a bit of a theme going through multiple episodes. Um, not sure if I love it or wish that we had, like, more pronounced versions of this like throughout the entire season mm-hmm. like there's a bit of a through line but like clearly this was last week was part one this was part two mm-hmm. do you think we'll get more of that um i think we will and i also do like how they're starting to make the mini movies reflect what the main challenge is because mm-hmm. last week when they did the seance they drank something and that alluded 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 to the extermination and then this week the they what they were doing during the party what the game they were playing alluded to the main challenge. Yeah. So. Well, it's a new day. The monsters return to the boudoir as they speculate the results. Uh, Louisiana thinks Hollow went home because she broke character. Fair. Um, Eva comes in as the room narrator asking the questions because that's apparently her role in the show. She's the only one, like every time, like they start to speculate things, like she has the canned questions, like oh, who's going, who went home. Well, her eyebrows are the size of boom mics, so I mean, she does have. <laughs> That like commanding presence they, of the they're, interviewer. Um, 
Large and in charge. I want to say, though, like, to be fair, I've seen her with boy brows before in other pictures where they look so convincingly real. I just think that boudoir lighting hates all of makeup ever. Well, Eva is also thrilled to have won a performance challenge because that's what she came here to do. Um, And she thinks Javska's gone. Yeah. Dahlia apparently lit a candle that the source of all evil is eliminated. Is she talking about Hollow? No, ma'am. No, ma'am. Oh. She's talking about her own grandmother, Madeline. Which is... Um, to be honest, I wasn't expecting that. It's so fucking awkward because, like, I don't know if it's an editing thing or I don't know if it's, like, a genuine, like, switching character because, like, we literally, like, I'm not spoiling, I'm just saying the arc of the storyline does not add up with because literally minutes, moments ago, right. time period-wise, she's like, I'm happy, like, I don't want to hurt you, I don't want to hurt you, go the fuck home, and then well, yeah. I'm happier, but, like, it's very, like... I mean, my question is, is Dahlia just an inv- instigator for television, or is she a naive, confused kid who just wants peace where peace cannot live? I mean... Because she's a child. She's 23. Well, yeah, but, like, at the same time, it's kind of one of those situational things where it's, like... When the camera's on in one retrospect, when it's like, oh, no, it's game time, it's game time, and I hope she went home because she's starting the drama in the game world, versus, oh, but I personally feel like we didn't make these, like, blah, blah, like, it's, you could, I could see from a human aspect where you could separate those things, but I don't know if she's just genuinely, like, not good at that, and that's what's being portrayed, or if it's the editing production team who's just like, we're going to use this moment for this and this moment for that. Because Dahlia is definitely the villain of the season. Oh, without a question, like, and it's not like she is a villain as a person, it's just... Just snarky. It's just very snarky in that, in this kind of game environment, it, you get painted as the villain. Well, Hollow waltzes in armpit first as she ta- shows off her tattoo, and Dahlia says, Hollow's back and I realize it's going to be another episode where nobody get, could get a word in without capitalism being screamed back at them. She's not wrong. She's not wrong. I thought it was a good line. And that's the thing with Dahlia. She's pretty good in the confessionals. Because everything she's... She is saying what we're all thinking. Yeah. She's essentially like when Raven sees and Raven was very much like... But Raven said all the things we were thinking. No, it's true. It is true. Well, Hollow can't put deodorant on for a week and she is just amping up the fill factor. Um, And she decided that the arm... She picked the armpit because it's the only part of the body that hasn't felt needles in it. And she's ticklish. So... I commend her and I applaud that, mm-hmm. but at the same time, someone else did make a point, I forgot who it was, virtually, verbally out loud, but it's like, yeah, but girl, wouldn't you want to show it off? Why do you want to hide it? No, well, that that was about uh, Madeline. No, someone else uh, also well, in the armpit said, because you could, that no one could see it, wouldn't you want to show it? Well, Hollow pu- said she punished herself because she felt bad for what she did to her band. Which she shouldn't have, because it wasn't her fault, but whatever. No, no, I don't think so. I wasn't here last week, and I... I feel really bad because I was supposed to be here. Whatever. I don't give a shit. Um, it's over with. But um, I do give a shit. I'm sorry. I'm tired. And hungry. But <laughs> you made me hungry, asshole. But um, yeah, no. I just genuinely feel like Hollow and Madeline both did fuck up in that moment. But when it comes to something as serious as what was going on in the moment, Madeline missed the beat, did it too early. And when it's a stunt like that, the person who is pulling the trigger which was Madeline, is at fault. At least in, like, a, like a, as someone who does stunts and it does, like, spotting and, like, rigging and shit like that. Well, there's one thing that they all got wrong, and I'm gonna, I blame production as well, is they, you don't do it without a rehearsal and a story. Oh, well, that, okay, because that's, but that is them. They were the ones who chose not to rehearse correct, it. Correct, correct. So, so I, every, everyone is, um, is to blame. Well, mm-hmm. Madeline comes in and thinks the competitors are happy to see her, and Eva thinks she just needs to step up her game she wants to last. T truth madeline shows off her incest tattoo and eva eva calls her the new incest queen work mm-hmm. maxi wants to have a moment of silence for little baby yovska but dahlia was right hollow was going to chime in uh, this week in hollow's mind she doesn't call people baby because she finds it pejorative and kind of offensive she thinks it's a slanderous to someone's art and shows a lack of respect do you know what the word pejorative means <laughs> No, I'm just like Dahlia. Like, if I even knew what that meant, I'd probably be rolling my eyes. I mean, listen, Hollow is a very well-versed, well-spoken, smart individual. If this moment is what triggers you, oh boy. My thing is, is... Oh boy. Yeah, because I'm just... 
I get, I, I'm not saying I don't agree with her. She's 100% what, what she's saying is accurate. But at the same time, it's not like someone would really seriously be like, I feel bad for baby Oscar because she's just a baby with nothing. Like, obviously, that's not what she, like, it's like, it's, girl, like, why? Oscar's young also. We shouldn't even be having this conversation. I know. That's it's why it's so irrelevant. Well, do you know what Priscilla said as she's smoking a cigarette? I love that This moment. is some bullshit. That was one of the best moments of the series. That was so good. Um, indeed it was bullshit. Um, indeed it was. Well, Eva calls out the coven um, and thinks that numbers sound like chaos. Yeah. 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 Uh, Louisiana says that she came out of the challenge a new drag queen. Okay. Sure, Jan. Sure. I, okay, listen. <sighs> mm-hmm. You are a Louisiana defender. No, I'm not. But she is growing on me. But I don't, like, you just want to, like, hold her arm and, like, rub Do her. you? Not, like, affectionately. Just, like, the pat on the arm. No. Like, oh, look at you. Oh. No, not me. No. Well, suddenly there's, like, this new music that's playing over the PA system. It's very whimsical. I and I wonder it. what it could be. What it could I be. Well, it. Before we head to the main stage, we get a really funny moment. Uh, as Dahlia walks out, she turns around, sighs weirdly, and it was kind of funny. She's she's good television. She really is. At the end is. of the day, she's good television. Well, let's learn about the challenge. As they say, success can change with a simple roll of the dice, and it's time for an acting challenge that if you don't succeed, it could lead straight to the dungeon. Ooh. It's time for real-life Dungeons & Drag Queens as they are about to act out a D&D campaign and they're being taken to a renaissance village. Um, do we know where this place actually is? Because it kind of looks kind of cool. To me, it kinda, I thought it was honestly like maybe part of the Ren Fair that they closed off or got special permission to Probably. film that. That's what I thought because it did look very like hyper-realistic and I've only been once so I don't really know. I'm not that familiar with it. But like I don't know, but it looks kind of... Yeah, it was a kind of cool place. I, I enjoyed it. Um, well, because the Boulets are smarter than everybody and also producers, they decided to give each competitor a race in the class. Which pissed me off. Mm-hmm. Because you shouldn't, like, as someone who doesn't, okay, we're both not familiar with the series, whatever, I feel like it would have been more like they should, like, whenever something is predetermined or assigned in, like, a com- competition I mean, they show, clearly got it before the show, the series happened. Well, okay, that much I get, and I am happy they did it that way, but at the same time, I just feel as though... I just don't like when things are predetermined or pre, like, or whenever America's Next Top Model, or, like, if they have three girls left and, like, girl A, you're going to be the bossy one. Girl B, you're going to be the sexy one. It's like, why are you determining it? Like, it should be, like... Because it's a produced television program. I know. It bothers me anyway. So let's learn what each person is, because it doesn't really matter to us, but Priscilla Chambers is the elf bard, as she says, what the fuck is a bard? Mm -hmm. Um, Eva Destruction as reptilian warrior. Dahlia Black as Orc Priestess, Maxi Glamour as Reptilian Rogue, Madeline Hatter as Dark Elf Necromancer, which is apparently the best character. Great. Um, Landon Sider as Elf Barbarian, Louisiana Purchase as Elf Priestess, and Hollow Eve as Dark Elf Rogue. What would you be? Confused and fucked. Yeah, that, that, that's you on a nightly basis. A little bit, most of the time. Um, I don't know, I think... I've thought about this in the sense of someone who doesn't know the game at all. I would want to be, like, I know there are, like, I don't, I'm not going to get the right word, like a mage or something like someone like the most bottom of the bottom of the bottom. Elf, because I'm familiar with elves. Mm-hmm. Or like an orc or something gross. And the most bottom of the bottom of the bottom. So I can just come in and be an utter total mess. Kind of like how Priscilla was. <laughs> Because she came in and she was like, look, I'm going to be the fool, like the mess, whatever. I want to take yeah. that route so I can do what I'm comfortable with. Mm-hmm. But like, I I don't, yeah, I guess that's what I would be. What would you be? Um, I would be in the audience. Uh, you'd be the dice. I'd be the dice. Yeah. Um, so they tease that the extermination will be medieval in nature. And I immediately thought, uh, what fun torture device do they have ready? Where I was can I get one? so pumped. I know. I was hoping they were going to do like a nail of beds and just constantly add weight to their stomach. Yeah. Because oh. the nail of beds, I've done it before. It's like mathematically, scientifically, uh-huh. you're fine. It's more of a mental thing. Yeah. But the more weight they add on to you, the more you're stressed and like your pressure points start freaking out. Okay. Okay. So like that would have been really cool or like... Water torch, not with waterboarding. Electrocute like, them. 
okay, calm the fuck down. Like, this is a reality show, not real killing people. They but, did it on the challenge. Okay, well, that's a different show. Or the tear gas. Oh, that would, okay, I didn't even think about that. The challenge when they did the, t- oh, that yeah. was a funny, se- did you remember that season where they oh, had yeah. them, like, the giant board, and it's like, you're mm-hmm. going to a room full of tear gas, and you have to yep. solve a puzzle. Like, that's the kind of shit that I would be the laughing gulag. at. I missed those. Those were the good seasons. I haven't of the seen challenge. this new challenge yet. I'm, I'm gonna like wait. We will have that discussion yeah, yeah. after this because yeah. I can go on another rampage. Because I want to, I want to watch like binge it a little bit. But this season was better than last season. But you have to watch last season to see this season. I did see last season. Okay, this season's better version. Great, of it. I'm excited. Okay. Well, we're back in the boudoir. Uh, Louisiana is excited for the challenge, even though she doesn't know much about Dungeons and Dragons. But uh, she's an elf priestess, and she can pull it off. Duh. Madeline tells the class that D&D is a dice adventure game where you get to choose your character and everything about it. So it's, it's, it's a fun, like, a little RPG. It's They get to be whoever they want to be. Uh, Priscilla thinks it sounds like a bunch of virgins, um, and they're here to protect their virginity, and shablam, virgin shaming. A little do, bit. Do you virgin shame? I mean, I shame everyone. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I remember being at your show last week and um, how you humiliated me. That was fun. Thick Tuesdays at Rock Soda Bottoms mm-hmm. Up every Tuesday yeah. at 10 p.m. Yeah. I don't even want to share with the class what you, you, you pulled on me. I have said worse to you. No, it's not that you said worse. It was the game. The game. Oh, well, I, girl, I prepped that. I know you did. And if I you've been you to did. my show before, I do the same game every week. So you fucked yourself over. You could have came and not you've been me. prepared. She She did. She stood in the wrong place. But she's never been to my show either. You both yeah. just shot yourself Whatever. in the foot. This is behind the scenes things we'll talk about. You can learn about it if, if you DM Zalika. I'm Go sure. to our Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> well, Israel, the hunk, lurks in with a scroll. And what could it be? Priscilla reads it aloud. The key of life and death is a powerful charm that grants the ability to help or harm. Hold on to the key to a much later hour. You'll know when the time comes to unleash the power. You'll have to search, but not very far. The life and death is hidden in the boudoir. Yeah. Okay. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's totally unnecessary. It's Survivor. We're, it's got a. It's, it's a hidden immunity idol. It's a great twist in the sense that it shakes up the structure of the game, which every reality show needs. However, it's in a fucking boudoir where there's nothing in it anyway. So what they should have done. <laughs> Was change like the appearance of the boudoir a little bit, like make it medieval because they did the music thing. So it could have like to- like, it would have like made it played its own hand in its own game. But if they put it like the key instead of it being oh my god it's under a shelf like if they put like a bunch of like toads in like a jar, and like one was dead or something and the key mm-hmm. was in it or they had to do something gross to get yeah, the key. Yeah, I agree. It, that needed something more. It was. Cool in concept, bad in execution. Or if there was a whole bunch of keys on a rod that was electric, like when you touch it, you electrocute yourself, yeah. and only one of the keys was the right key, like that would have been That'd like... That'd be cool. That'd be fun. And it also would be Dracula. It wouldn't yeah. be magic. I found it. Well, everyone searches the room, but Dahlia finds it, and as Landon said, um, the last thing they need is to give this bitch more power. She's not wrong. No. So they think about what the key does, and Madeline thinks it's probably something annoying. Uh, Louisiana thinks she can, she can decide life or death for someone, and... Wow, Louisiana is the wise old elf. Well, also not to mention that's exactly what the fucking letter said. I know, I know. Madeline poses the question about if she has to put someone up for extermination. Um, Dahlia says it's a mighty big question to ask, and she's had arguments and disagreements with multiple people, but she'll play fair because um, unless they piss her off. Valid. Yeah. What would you do in that situation? Okay. All right. Okay. Here, here, here's here's what we're gonna do. Oh God, um, I know where you're going. We're going with this. to go back. Into the world of Iconic. And let's say you found the key of life and death. And we allowed you to put someone up in the bottom two. Okay. Who would you have picked? Nicolonoscopy. No, your season. Oh, fuck. Um, well, it depends. Is, is the lip sync for your life all that decides who's going home? Mm-hmm. Or, oh, so yeah. th- th- I could just throw away a sucky lip syncer is what you're saying. If they're competition to you, if you oh, think. Oh, great. Um, then I would have done Seraphim. Okay. Easily. No offense to her. I love her. I work with her now. But, like, I'm just saying, in this situation, because it was top five, and then the week, the week that we did the last elimination, yeah, Seraphim. Okay. There you go, Seraphim. You got a rival now. Um... So, Israel returns yet again with another tray, and this time it's the scripts, and oh boy, I was not hired to write, and I'm very offended. Uh, first Drag Race didn't hire me, Drag was not hiring me, come on, c- come on, just call me, I- I'm a good writer. To be fair, you 
self-proclaim that you don't know nothing about Dungeons and Dragons. But I'm a good writer. You t- give me like an hour, I'll research and I'll make a good script. Because that's what a good writer does. Have you ever sent them any scripts to mill over? Not yet. I will now. You should do that. Because I didn't know they do these kinds of challenges on the show. This is like not the first acting challenge they've done. I know, but this was like completely pre-written like... Yeah. Was it? I think so. I thought the camp, the one, the slasher films from last season were written. I think they wrote them. Oh, yeah, they did. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Not quite the same thing. Well, they read through the script, and uh, boy, this acting is less than desirable. Uh, Maxie puts on a weird voice. Uh, Dahlia sounds like herself. Uh, Priscilla questions if anyone has acting uh, experience in their lives, because it don't seem it. It was bad, not not great. But Dahlia whines about um, only having two lines. Madeline calls her jealous. Cut to confessional. Dahlia sighs and says, eh, "I love her. I'm just annoyed with her. Her being here is bittersweet thing for me." Honesty is the best policy. Yeah, we're just going with this uh, the storyline. We love it. We love it. Hollow is comfortable with the challenge because she is a conservatory trained actor with degrees in theater. Uh, cue the classical music in the background and the Shakespeare. I am a theater degree owner. I took a Shakespeare class and got an A in it. Oh, yeah? Can you give us any Shakespeare monologues right now? I only like his sonnets, personally, when it comes to, like, on-the-spot kind of bullshit. Okay, okay. But, um, no. Uh, (laughs) Not even, like, to be or not to be, that is the question? Shall I compare thee to a summer's day? That's all I'm doing. Wow. Like, I literally... I I know Shakespeare words, yeah. But, like, um, no... She did it well, and, like, that part was great, but the whole, like, up point, like, Madeline's reaction was the fucking best. <laughs> she just, or was it, no, was it Madeline or Eva? She, like, know. was, like, I, it was either Madeline or, Madeline or Eva, but literally she did a whole part of one of Shakespeare's pieces, and the entire time they are just, like, wide-eyed, like, yeah. Yeah. Probably, yeah. It was probably Eva. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's rehearsal time, but before long, Madeline takes Dahlia out of the room, um, squash that shit. They go to the main stage, which is in the same fucking building, Sarah fam. There's no house that they're living in. This the boudoir's not in the house. It's the fucking stage of the, 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 the backstage. Wait, what you're saying is Madeline's skipping a rehearsal again? Bloop. Bloop. Just saying. So the drama. Before the competition, Madeline and Dahlia toured together and at a gig, Madeline started drinking again and acted a fool, violating Dahlia's trust. Uh, Madeline apologized for breaking her trust and Dahlia starts crying because she was hurt knowing it was influenced by alcohol. Madeline explains that relapsing is part of her story and that it's part of her recovery. She's an addict and a narcissist drag queen that uh, states that she wouldn't trust her either. Dahlia grabs her hand and says that that she's not going to hurt her. It's a very, very touching moment and shows the maturity gap between them because they have an awkward hug. But this was a very cool moment to watch. I would hate to rewatch that if I were either of them. Um, for sure. Like, no, yeah, as someone who's struggled with their own personal demons, like, at least I got to do it on my own. Like, when anyone struggles with something like that, like, getting to do it in your own way, in your own place, at your own time, and not at such a large scale. I can only imagine being like, hey, let's we're going to broadcast this all over the world. Yeah. Good? Great? Awesome? People you've never met in Canada and the UK are going to know about your problems? Great. Cool. So it's like I applaud them both for that, and also especially Madeline, because as someone who's worked in New York City nightlife, uh, I've seen firsthand, and I've worked with her, can't say I've worked with her and like worked alongside her or whatever but like um definitely have seen like a transformation from like years ago to now yeah and like you could see the growth like I'm not one to say that because like I don't know her personally but like as someone who's seen the growth from afar to see this yeah it's a lot you can commend her yeah, it, it was a really cool moment. I think it's a, it shows a lot of bravery mm-hmm. to even discuss this with cameras rolling. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think if anything comes out of it, I hope that there are people who are struggling who get to reach out to Madeline mm-hmm. and they get to have a conversation. For because sure. that's the kind of person Madeline really is. Mm-hmm. Um, she's got a persona on the show. She's got a persona in drag. But I think deep down she has a heart. And I think if someone did reach out to her, she would talk to them. Also, for sure that 
you can be a nightlife and it's okay to like say that I need to stop doing yeah. something. Totally. I think the other thing takeaway for me was Dahlia just as a human. It's very she's a very complex person. She wants good for everybody, yet she will be that bitch to be petty. I feel like she wants the best for everybody, and in that sense, because she knows she wants the best for everybody, the minute one of the factors of the other person not doing the best for her, that's when it's a switch, because she's like, well, I want the best for you. Not that she's saying that out loud, but that's kind of how her mind works. I don't know her, but like, subjectively speaking, that's what I think it looks like. Well... It's rehearsal time. There's stunts, um, and then Eva stops the scene because it's an awkward to fight with hangers, apparently. Girl, it's all gonna be fake anyway. What do you mean? That was all real! Um, Eva is also worried that she has to work with Maxie, um, so she thinks she's gonna have to act the shit out of that scene. Yeah. That's a little foreshadowing. Uh, we also learn that Eva must have a degree in stage combat, um, because she starts, like, clashing over the fight and using weapon lingo. Girl, I'm just, I'm just saying, because, like, a lot of people, with when it comes to drag people, oh, girl, <laughs> I'm dying. No, it's just a lot of people, like, oh, underestimate drag queens, thinking, especially when you saw that, yeah, we're going to talk about it in a minute, when they were, like, making shit for their yeah. battle armor and uh-huh. stuff. But, like, people underestimate people when they see drag queens. And I'm saying, um, that's why I'm happy this is not Drag Race, because the Drag Race girls, it's like, I have this beautiful outfit, Domino Couture, I have this beautiful Florence Delis, like, not knocking the designers at all, but it's just like, people underestimate some of the factors of drag, like, when they bring in the choreographers, and it's like, you're gonna learn to dance now, like, oh, well, they have a specially trained choreographer helping them, blah, 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 but, like, when it comes to drag, it's showing these things that you may not know about underestimated performers. Yeah, that's fair. But, I mean, let, let's be real. Um, I'm sure there are some big-name designers attached to what Landon and Eva bring every week. Well, yeah. I mean, dear God. We'll, well, we'll talk about it, but... Oh. When they did the money breakdown about how much right. everyone's outfit was. Well, into the dungeon they go as the contestants bring their bounty to work on. Uh, Landon says they didn't get to rehearse much as Dolly and Madeline were off dealing with mental health issues, which is actually very important. It's very important to deal with that and talk about it. If you feel like you need help at any time... Please visit the 1-800-National-Suicide-Hotline-Prevention website. I don't know the number offhand, but this seems like an important part to put this. Agreed. Agreed. So, we get some highlight reel of the creation process. Um, Priscilla Mm. is trying to use foam clay, though she has no idea how to use it. Funny. Funny, funny. Um, But did you know that you don't need to um, finish high school to know how it works? Well, if, if that's the case, then Eva wouldn't have no idea how to do it either. Um, because mm-hmm. she didn't finish high school and cue the sad moments. I was crying. So she only got as far as sophomore year as she was kicked out of her parents' house at age 17 in hopes of getting her behavior in check. She was sent to a troubled teens facility where she was monitored and could not do anything unless she got permission. She was there for a full year and felt that it took a chunk of her childhood away from her and drag was her thing that no one could take away. And this causes Eva to break down, and honestly, this is the winner edit of all winners edits. Like, is this like As, okay, a little okay, different okay, okay. than Evie? But like, do you see the comparisons? As a reality show fan, I 100% agree with you, but I'm not discrediting what she was saying or what she wants. Not to at do. all, because it's like I totally personally, it's but that's the thing. As me saying, I personally relate. It's like okay, well that's a winner edit, but like. Yeah, no, drag definitely saves lives. So, like, for her, like, it was an emotional moment because you're like, girl, same, keep going, keep, like, yeah. you don't need, you don't need anyone else to tell you nothing. But also, I feel like that's kind of also kind of like we've had other drag race contestants who have physically said those words and not placed top three. That's fair. So, you, yeah. I think maybe the fact that Eva saved this story for the show mm. not only made incredible television, but like this is also the vulnerability the judges are looking for. Well, okay. I hate you so much right now. But like, I mean, to be fair, and I'm not saying this in any way, shape, or form that she's manipulating the situation, but I'm saying do you don't, what you're saying is you don't think that if she got on Drag Race or if she was on America's Got Talent longer that she wouldn't have pulled the story out. She would have just been like, oh, I'm here to show people what I can do. 
I don't know because the way it actually happened was so natural. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, it, it was in a moment. I don't think, well, America's Got Talent, I don't think that moment would have ever happened because you don't, these moments are not yeah, there. But no. Drag Race, I don't know. I think it's a different beast because, like you said, if this has been said on that show before, it's mm-hmm. not going to hold much weight. Well, like, I know on America's Got Talent, you've seen some of the contestants, like, when they're about to be on stage, like, what's your name? Hi, my name's Amy. And then, like, sad music. When I was 15. But that's producer. <laughs> that, that's completely producer uh, manipulated. But do you think the like do you think she would give that up for the producers to manipulate? That's what I'm saying. I don't think so. Great. So that's what I'm trying to say. Right. Cool. We're on the same page. Yay. Right. Well, all right. Let's talk about more making things things. Uh, we see Landon uh, using foam to create a shield. And honestly, it looks badass. Um, I want a heat shape shield. I don't know how I can get one, but I would like one. I just want to hug Landon all the time because yeah. every time they do anything, I'm like, yes! Landon is yes, the artist yes, I wish I could yes. be. Yes. Landon is so far my winner. Yeah. Um, Maxie is creating her belly dancing look with construction paper. You cannot make that up, but hey, she's got a brand. I will say, hearing that out loud really pisses me off, but not to the point where I'm like, is that Bad? It's not bad because it looks cool. The garment looks, looks cool. The garment looks great. The garment looks great. But that being said, we haven't gotten to the makeup yet. We will talk about that later. Makeup? Um, Priscilla uh, says um, Priscilla says something about being long, lean, ethereal, light, and I just said oi. Okay, so. Priscilla? I mean Louisiana. I was Apologies. like, no, no, no. I don't know why I keep <laughs> mixing those up. Because Priscilla sounds like she is from Louisiana. Fair. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> no, Louis. Okay, put it this way. Louisiana is the grandma mom of the entire group. So whenever someone's going through something bad or she's trying to make it up, peep powwow, peep circle, that's why we like her. She's yep. Miss Congeniality and this competition does not need one because it's all be up being a badass. Okay, that's fair. Madeline, uh, she's making scales from Warbla, which is a heat activated thing. Looks cool. I kind of want to play with it. I thought they were like guitar chips, and I was like, that's so cool. Maybe maybe they were. I don't know. I don't know. Warbla. I like Warbla. Well, it is time. We're going to the Renaissance Village, and damn, do the Boulets love incredible headpieces. Let's talk about it. Um, those <sighs> gold sun goddess pieces are stone to filth, and I could um, do without the necklace, but who cares? Those statement headpieces are fucking incredible. I'm telling you right now, after the season is over, and when Amazon gives them the we're sorry season, and they're backing up the budget and backing up the prize money to be doubled, I want them to do a premiere party <laughs> where they have all of, like, or at, like, the next DragCon, they just have all of the headpieces. They're so cool. Like, all of the headpieces. This, this one, like... Again, the, I didn't love the necklace because it, it do, did draw you down, but you mm. went back up because that thing was giant and cool and fun, and whoever designed it, I'll take one too. I'm going to sound <laughs> a little controversial right now, oh but boy. I am upset, upset with the outfits. Because they're basic. Not that. That's not what makes me upset. Oh, okay. It's because, so I listen to a podcast. <coughs> um, I think it's actually the podcast of one of the judges who did the horror movie podcast uh-huh, uh-huh. he interviewed the blaze about their brand how dragula started and then what season three would bring and in their what they said season three would bring they said that this season season three was be heavily inspired by 80s slasher 80s like electric colors vibes and things like that and i'm like i get how the mini movies in the beginning are kind of 80s horror movie but like i have not seen any stylized like Hyper colorful, crazy looks. Yeah. Okay. The con- <laughs> contestants. Maybe that's I'm talking what about they the boys. I don't care. So I'm not happy. Okay. Well, the winner of this week's challenge will be dubbed the most powerful player in all the land, and will receive a queen's feast gala at medieval times. Listen. Medieval times. Okay. Let's play like Dungeons and Dragons. Let's go to medieval times. What are we? Twelve. Um, to be fair, have you ever been to Medieval Times? Of course I have. I'm from New Jersey. I live 30 minutes away from, uh, Lynnhurst. And? It's stupid. It's good when you're 12. I actually had my 21st birthday party there. Um, this explains a lot. Yeah, because I was like, I want to drink wine from a chalice. Fuck you. Okay, Cersei. 
calm down. Stay in, calm down. But also, like, the thing, the other thing that I was thinking about was, like, well, the queen's feast doesn't mean they get to sit at the queen's table or something. Like, you know, like, the queen chair. Yeah. So could you imagine they get to be queen for a night and they're like, yay. So then my question is, why didn't they just do the challenge at, at medieval, medieval times? times? Yeah, that was my other question. They could have, that could be, like, a medieval times, like, where they do their photo shoots and stuff. Maybe. But, um... I mentally first I was like, oh no, they probably get to sit in the queen's chair and be like, I'm the queen for a night. But then I realized I'm like, the queens. That's probably what they call like you get to bring like ten friends and have yeah. like. Oh, absolutely. Like, so there's so a, one one thing that I do want to call out. We have a very fun, diverse cast. Where the challenge is called Dungeons and Drag Queens. Yeah. The winners get the winner gets a queen's feast. Uh huh. Landon's a drag king. And Holly's uh, a non-binary perform- direct performer. Right. Why are we using Queen? Uh, is this just the most successful You're thing? You're being a PC police. I am. Because, Ooh. because like, how would you feel if you are Landon hearing Queen, Queen, and you're not, you know? Why can't it be a royal feast? I will say also during the, um, every time that they were like, let's see who's going to be the queen of the kingdom. And then Landon would be like, or king. So, like, I get what you're saying. I mean, It dungeons, almost discredits them. Dungeons and drag stars. Dungeon. Dungeon and monsters would have probably been the closest thing I could do. But, like. Doesn't matter. I'm just notating it. It's just something I want to. The winner bring will out. receive a feast for royalty. That's right. what they should like. Yeah, I get it. Feast. Yeah. I don't understand. You're, fair point. So the judges for the show are Dead for Filth podcaster uh, Michael Verratti. I think that's the podcast yeah. that... Um, uh, and Trifecta Judge has been there for three seasons and now Darren Stein. Um, and there was a third judge, did you know? The Wind. The Wind? The Wind. The Wind. Oh my god, like that shit was blowing. Those headpieces. I thought they, they could probably top lower. They One probably, you know what, at but least like, had to. Again, like that, the way they were, um, what they were wearing, just the wind just went right through it. It was flapping. I felt so bad. This is why you don't do outdoor challenges. High kick. Yeah. Um, so even though Seraphim isn't here, we will dedicate this floor show in honor of her um, when we are going to play, as we critique the looks, uh, Dungeon Master or Dungeon Sub. <laughs> and Zalika just did a giant eye roll. <laughs> Are you ready to play? Can you pass me those scissors? Sure, let's play. <laughs> First up is Dahlia Black. Um, I immediately thought she was just a sexy white walker. Um, like, this is Dungeons & Dragons, not Game of Thrones. I thought she looked good. But the thing is, the other thing is, I don't know what these characters are supposed to look fair, like. Fair, fair. So, um, I think the light blue face with the prosthetics were fun, but the garment itself was just missing that wow factor, and it was just not cohesive. I mean, based on the floor show, it, she sold it. Based off the challenge, she didn't sell it. And based off the look alone, I mean, I thought it looked really cool. I thought the makeup was done seamlessly. But at the end of the day, I don't know what the character was supposed to look like. If everyone around her, including the ju- all of the judges, were like, "Girl, this is not the character." Well, I don't. Th- the, the thing with it, I think, I don't. I think it's their interpretation of what the role is supposed to be. They can create their version of the base character. It was just, I don't know. The, like the look itself, I, I needed something else, and like there was something missing. But I don't know what that missing statement piece was. Like it was all about the face. She didn't have a weapon, right? No. Maybe that's, that's probably what it, what it was. Maybe that's what it was. For me, uh, she's a dungeon sub. I want to say she is a dungeon sub comparative to the rest. Great. I love that. Next up is Maxi Glamour. Um, Asia O'Hara called and she wants her fish mask back. Girl, like, I'm sorry. If you want to do that scary voice, that's was tragic. Great. The voice was fine in rehearsal for me. Like, I got the idea. Because, like, it's a power play move and I get that. That's great and wonderful. But if you're going to wear a mask, know how to apply it. Because if you don't know how to apply it, don't wear it. Um, I was just very disappointed because I really do think Maxie is an incredible artist. And they are just so fucking cool. They just missed the mark here. Listen, as someone who has worn a mask for for a competition, I made sure that my jaw could move and that you could audibly hear me. Yeah. I mean, as the judges said, like, your face is your champion that it's your way to express emotions mm-hmm. and that didn't happen with us and i also feel like the face didn't reflect the outfit and they didn't go together because had right. the face had the colors of the outfits in, i think that'd be like if it was more 
together cohesive uh, that'd be more forgivable yeah but also like it they just it was two and different it's, concepts and it's one of those things where if you want to use a mask or prosthetics cut it out mold it to your face make it part of you don't just go to asia's trash can pull it out yeah. and be like i found something yeah so unfortunately i'm gonna have to give maxi a dungeon sub i mean she does come across as a sub anyway so yeah it's, yeah, it's fine so Madeline Hatter, no red, and I love it. I, okay, listen. It was different for her. Very different. She showed the judges' versatility. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're used to a lot of drama in her face, but this mm-hmm. was very reserved for her. Um, and there wasn't really much definition except for the marks in her mouth. So, like, she really, really allowed you to focus on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of appreciated what she was going for. Um, she brought versatility, but is it enough? Um, I will say that I do have tea on this that I don't know if I'm allowed to disclose on or off the record, so I won't be bringing that into the podcast. Thank you. But, because I don't get anyone in trouble, but I will, however, say, based on everything else she's done in the competition, this is something we have not seen from her period in the competition, which is a good power move for her. And it, what she created, let her play with the character in her own way, which is what the challenge called for. I agree. Yeah. Um, for me, everything about it, I would say it's a dungeon master. I'd say, yeah, dungeon master. So judges are wrong. <laughs> well, okay, no, the judges that, what did the judges <laughs> say? We'll get to that later. Yes, yes, okay. Um, Priscilla Chambers, um, this is the Priscilla that I initially fell in love with. Mm-hmm. Um, the campy entrance was perfect. Um, I really love how realistic this is, yet it like could live in, in an RPG world. Um, I think the color story of the browns and the silvers with the orange hair just felt right for an elf. Um, I think it was understated comparatively, but everything else was right. Like, the mm. acting was spot mm. on. Have you ever played Kingdom Hearts? Yeah, of course I have. The first so you, one. Yeah. So you know, like, how Goofy is, like, the runaround character who's yeah. kind of like, that's what she was. Like, yeah. she was the, okay. she was, like, the hitman, but, like, the, like, 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 I'm the stupid underrated, I'm not really... A power player in this world but she used that to her advantage yeah i i, I was it. here for it i i really thought this was her strongest showing of the series so far mm-hmm. uh for me dungeon master dungeon master louisiana purchase remember Kate blanchett in lord of the rings this is her now feel old girl you so mean um first off uh, the pan up from the legs show off a lot of tattoos mm-hmm. and I'm kind of not sure how I feel about them being exposed because I don't think it matched with the character she's portraying. And honestly, in a in this world, I don't think it fit. I need a tights. Ugh. I know it's stupid and little, but Ugh. it's a different character. That was Louisiana. The top was the character she was portraying. Okay, so... Looking back and like, okay, seeing it in a competition reality mindset, I 100% agree with you. As a person who's a drag artist who doesn't, just as a drag artist, come the fuck on. It's not that serious. But we are, this is a competition. We, I'm saying, okay, little, little bit and of I'm things. saying as a reality fan, I agree with you. But as a drag queen, I'm saying come the fuck on. It's not that serious. Like if she showed up to a gig in that look, mm-hmm. great, fine, perfect. But we're looking, we're looking for those little things to, to make or break. Yeah, but you're anal retentive as a judge. I am so anal retentive as a judge. Yeah, so. You, you, you've met me. You've been through Yeah, it. I know. Yeah. I look at all little things. I know. I'm very detail-oriented. Um, I think the some of the garments were actually, like, very glamour. Um, the whole patch package, I think, was not cohesive. But, again, like, I liked what she was trying to portray. She was an elf priestess. She her was acting Kate, was great. She was Kate Blanchett in Lord of the Rings. And her ears were blended, if that's another Correct. thing. There were other ears. I forgot who it was, but it wasn't Maxine. It was no. Maxine. The ear that literally was like a floating ear, yeah. and then you saw her regular ear, and yeah. I was like... Didn't work. Didn't work. But again, the little thing with the legs, I'm for me, it's a so dungeon like, sub. If she like put like makeup over it just to cover it... If she wanted to go fine. bare legs, yeah. Got it. But tights, all that's all. Louisiana, you please get makeup to cover your legs. Otherwise, Michael Block will be very, very displeased. <laughs> okay, so what did you? Where are you giving her? I said Dungeon Master. Okay, great. That's we're allowed to disagree. It's fine. Wow. Next up, we you have... you never gave her what you said. You just kind of skipped. I said it. no. I said Dungeon Sub. Oh, great. Um, Hollow Eve. Um, she looks like a fucking badass. But again, I don't know if she was living in a different world than everybody else. She was living in a different world. She was living in the. 
<laughs> she okay. It's so Mad like, Max again. Let's say like if the Dungeons and Drag Queens world had like a like a community theater, <laughs> and like they were putting on a play. Yeah, that's what she was going for. Yeah. Like yeah. she instead of acting in the moment, she was acting for the production. Yeah, I didn't love the dark green and black color story she was telling in this world. Um, something was just off. Um, and I kind of want to see something different from Hollow. I know she's given us some really mm-hmm. different looks, but everything is very, like, dark and angsty. I want something... I want the vulnerability from Hollow. I'm not going to ruin the next episode for you, but I feel like you will be relieved in the next episode. I am excited. And that's all I'm going to say. I am so excited. For this challenge, even with the acting, Dungeon Sub. Nah, I was not feeling Hollow. Um, I want to say she was a Dungeon Sub, not because... Of what she did, but because everyone else was in the same world and she just... Yeah. She was a tourist. Yeah. Next, we had Land Insider. Um, I audibly gasped when I saw this. Absolute perfection. I was jealous that I didn't get to make out with him. (laughs) I mean, the colors are exactly what we needed. I think it was whimsical with the cool blues and purples combined with that rustic texture. This was it. This was what we wanted from this challenge. You ever see, like, a cartoon and you're, like, watching it and you're like, oh, but the dad's kind of hot. That's, like, what he reminds me of in, like, real life. You know what I mean? Like, he's, like, the Ace Ventura or whatever. Ace Ventura. I don't know. I don't know. Like, what is the... There's some cartoon and it's the voice of Bob's Burgers. I don't know. I don't know. Google it. Answer us. Help us out. Sound off in the comments. I don't know what it's going to take for Landon to flop in the show. I mean, he has been absolute perfection in my eyes. Um... I agree, but I also don't know. I want him to win without a doubt, 100%. Don't get me wrong. But I'm just afraid there's going to be a segment or a part of the competition that he's going to flop in and not because he's flopping because he's not good at the aspect, but because he's going to play it too safe. All right, I'm excited to see that. Yeah. I'm excited. And I, I want him to prove me wrong. I th- I, that's the thing for me. It's like I want a winner to have at least one moment of despair. I want mm-hmm. them to have to experience being down in the trenches. Mm-hmm. We'll see. We'll see what happens. For me, this was absolutely a dungeon master. Dungeon master for sure. And Eva Destruction, another fucking gasp. Like, this is how you do prosthetics, like a boss. Scared me. Uh huh. Again, the colors were what I expected for this challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, the heels blending into the costume. Mm-hmm. Um, the tail. Let, let, let's just talk about that tail. It moves realistically without looking like a costume accessory. This again was just everything we needed. Um, no complaints. I I think it's an absolute dungeon master for dungeon me. master. Let's talk about the campaign itself a little bit. Okay, I was hoping we'd say that because what the fuck. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm not so sure how seriously they were supposed to take it, but um, that was some campy acting. I got excited. Um, No, yeah. I... Hear me out. I liked how they handled the situation. I don't like how the grouping went. Because I feel like it was very... What was the acting... 90210 acting challenge from Drag Race? Yeah. How it was kind of like, there's grouping, but it's kind of like... We're going to group each one of you in these groups, but we're going to press shuffle and two of you are going to come to each other's challenge. Like, I didn't like that at all. And then I felt as though it actually had no Dungeons and Drag Queens. Like, I get how an acting camp, like how they're acting out the campaign, but I thought it would be more tug and cheeky if there was a moment beforehand, like they were all in their regular drag, like rolling the dice and be like, yeah. oh, we can do this. And or then like, it would fade away. Or even rolling the dice. Like I thought that would add to that, that part. Yeah. Well, the story for this, uh, they're trying to get the demon's blood. So I guess Seraphim did make a cameo on Dragula. First time for everything. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the first scene is with Landon, Priscilla, and Hollow. Um, mm. It was just all over the place. Uh, Landon was playing the straight man in the scene. Priscilla was a clown. And Hollow thought she was doing Shakespeare. Great. Um, and then we get this Hollow versus Priscilla battle, which was enjoyable. But mm. I think my favorite part was Landon walking over both of them. Classic. Yeah. Very that fun. was the best Very part. Fun. Next, we had Eva, Maxie, Louisiana, and Dahlia. And um, Dahlia just kept touching her head. She only had two lines. Yeah. Um, I think Eva, like, heaving to, like, smell was kind of funny. Mm-hmm. It was a good that moment. That was perfect. Um, Louisiana is bad acting personified. 
Louisiana, I thought she acted fine. Mm-hmm. It was fine. Um, Maxie could not talk through the mask. No shit. Not fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. Um, I, I wrote down um, phonetically, it said, egg-zack-lee. So that's Dahlia sounding like... <laughs> yeah. Um, I personally just, again, can't believe Maxie beat Eva in this battle. I mean, who wrote this fanfic? Well... <laughs> fantasy yeah next up madeline gets a scene with landon in louisiana and madeline is not the strongest actor but louisiana was there so she wasn't the worst and uh oop. <laughs> um so let's just talk about it. who the fuck is the guy in the loincloth because i would like to make out with him you have a lot going on with yourself don't you i'm very lonely i know um so my thing is back to madeline yeah. I think her, she is a fantasy character. Mm-hmm. So that was Madeline, but like it worked because that's Mar- Madeline's character. Like Madeline is the fantasy, like she would come out of, like you'd be in a bar in a mystical land and she'd come out of the corner in a cloak, open it up. You see a sexy woman and she'd be like, Do you need help with something? And then out of nowhere, she'd be like, Oh, come into this. I have a magical potion and then turn into this monster and eat you. But like, so she fit in that world. Yeah. Okay. And it okay. worked well. So I see. How she should have gotten praise for this. Yeah. Uh, I agree. Okay. And then Louisiana just, she did a thing. Yeah, let's talk about the loincloth guy, though. He's a guy in a loincloth. That's it. There's He's not much to talk type. to. Not my type. Of course it's not your type. I, I, like, the, I like the, what's his name? Landon. No. Israel. Yeah. Yeah. Um, overall, I think this was just better writing than Drag Race skits. So much better. So much better. Um, What I was totally pissed off about is we didn't get to see any of it like getting put together right well well, well we're that gonna, i want to bring that up in a second but it's it, it's time for some judging but before we can do that um dahlia has a decision to make with her hidden immunity immunity idol because we're playing survivor i found it she gets to save herself from extermination or put a competitor up for instant extermination dahlia decides to save herself which is a good call bitch what would you have done in that situation I would have... Okay, I would have assessed how I did in the challenge and felt, felt bad about, my, about myself. I would have automatically saved myself. But I think... I, regardless, would have saved myself because, I mean, even if I did the best and I thought I was going to win, I would have just saved myself because better for camaraderie in the case in the future someone fucks up, the fans don't hate you. It just yeah, works out for everyone. Priscilla is the only other safe monster leaving everyone else as highs and lows. Mm-hmm. Um... And we learn that the acting element is the heaviest weighted in the judging and just the latest opinions. Mm-hmm. Um, now, here, here's what I'm going to say. It seemed that they had multiple takes and that there there was direction being given. Mm-hmm. I get that we only have so much time in the show, but I'm curious how much of that really played into the decision making. Especially because they mentioned when it came to Madeline, they said she took direction well. And Louisiana, who apparently improved. Exactly. So, we're being presented one thing. We have opinions based on what we see. They're telling us another thing. Mm-hmm. That I find very problematic. I feel like it definitely should have been one of the situations where they did the... They watch... You you see how it gets put together, and then before the judging... Now, let's watch the campaign... Like, something like, like that. Like, I, I understand this episode was jam-packed with things. Oh, like, yeah, but like... We needed that Dahlia Madeline moment. We needed the Eva moment. You can't cut those out... What are you going to cut out? So, like, I understand maybe, like, they planned on it, but you, there was just nothing to do. I mean, they didn't actually... Or give us an hour and a half episode. Or edit it down better? I don't know. Maybe. But that that was my biggest thing, because some of their critiques I just didn't understand they from could what have we were pulled, seeing. They could have done the, the extermination challenge in the next episode at the yeah. beginning. That's fair. Well... Louisiana and Hollow are the first to be told that they're safe. Landon mm-hmm. and Eva are the tops again. Mm-hmm. Uh, the winner getting the Queen's Gala Feast is Eva Destruction. Landon is safe. And uh-oh, Maxie and Madeline are in the bottom again. Is this the right decision? If this was really an acting challenge, Eva um, had half a scene while Landon mm-hmm. had two in a final moment. And I think Landon probably should have won. Fuck the big picture, Clint. I'm We're sorry. not there yet. I know. We're I'm not excited. there yet. So I personally think okay. Landon was the winner of this challenge. I personally think that I could see why Eva won, but at the same time, I think more so had we seen how it got put together, they could justify why Eva sure, won. Sure, exactly. But without that, I see more so why um, Landon won. When it comes to the bottoms, you know my opinion. I would have had someone else. Um, but 
we learn that Madeline would not have been up for extermination had Dahlia not used her key. And she is pissed! Well... Go off, sis. I mean, yeah. You want to go first? It's a twist. It's a twist. It is true. So, let's let's talk about it. We learn mm-hmm. that the extermination challenge that they will be will be that they will be paraded um. into the center of town and humiliated by their fellow competitors, which is literally they... the easiest challenge extermination that they ever have done on this series. Well, they have to be they're going to be hurled with rotten food and insults as they beg and plead for why they should stay and why the others should go. The easiest extermination challenge. You saw the food when the ch- it actually happened. You saw it the food. Dogs. It literally was hot dogs, bitten pizza, yeah. hamburger well, rolls. Well, cue the meltdown. Uh, we get this beautiful overhead drone shot of like the woods, and it's gorgeous. And a voice saying, "Are you fucking kidding me?" That leads into an echo. Oh my god, it was such a good moment. I'm yeah. Uh, Madeline is not happy. Um, so it's time for more behind the scenes moments, which mm-hmm. I really love. Mm -hmm. Uh, Madeline is worried about how this will destroy her and her career. She said she didn't want to be made of a, made a fool of. And you'd think that the line of the night would be, I don't even care about having James majesty on my fucking ass. No, no, (laughs) no, no. The line of the night is fuck the big picture. Clint. Yeah. The meme it's been going around. It has been. When's the shirt being made? I mean, it should be. That'd be funny. I personally love the behind-the-scenes moment. Um, part of me hopes that this was partially staged because, like Madeline said, let's make some fucking good TV. Was not staged. No? Allegedly. Allegedly? According to my sources and the tea that... Part of the tea that I'm not allowed to start, talk about until it's discussed with you. But the other part I can confidently say, it wasn't staged. Um, Those Madeline, are real emotions. Madeline actually. was hosting her viewing, viewing party at Macri Park, and one of the drag queens there posted on their Insta story and tagged her, and it was never removed. So I guess I'm allowed to say this part, but um, that she went, she watched the episode back. She went through her head and she said, "They said you're being a lot," and she was like, "I'm being a lot." Fair. So like it was like a mental evaluation that she lit, and she was like reaffirming people that it was all live. It was all it went through. It was they they checked with her if they could put it in because obviously like of they have, yeah. But like it was all completely nothing was cut out. It was very much so. All right, I'm here the big, for it. And then honestly, I'm happy they left it in. I'm happy that it happened. Not in the sense that because a hundred percent it was over dramatic. We all can agree that, like, you can't deny that. But at the same time, it was very human and a very real reaction, and it's a very real side of Madeline. I, I again, I don't know anything. I have no idea how things shake up, but this is this was important for her story arc. Yeah, and it, it's important for her because it's a human moment. As yeah. someone, when you work with someone in nightlife for so long, you don't always get to see, or like when you work in nightlife for so long. I'm sorry, you get you don't really necessarily always get to see human sides of people. Not everyone records podcasts with each other and talk shit behind the scenes with each other. So like you don't always get to see those moments of realness. But like to see this, it was like that's a real life person whose entire life and the job that they built for themselves. Oh, now you have to get garbage thrown at you and beg for your forgiveness. Like, yeah. I get that, like, that freak out moment. And another thing is, is people forget about, no one needs to, no one has said it yet. I haven't seen it. And if I see it, I'm going to get really pissed. I, one or two people have said it and I've fought for Madeline's side. Like, any, I think Madeline saw it because it was on one of her statuses or something. And someone's like, okay, come on, girl. Like, it's, you're overdramatic. You're being a baby. Like, you don't deserve to win or whatever. And I'm like, no. Y'all were quick to forgive Alaska when she did the $10,000 thing. Like, Mm -hmm. saying fuck you to a producer versus offering someone $10,000. Like, let's be real. And you're kidding me if you don't think Alaska probably yelled at the producers that day, too. Of course she did. So. Well, the time has come to shame. The bell is being rung, and Maxie and Madeline are being escorted to a stage as the rest of the monsters boo and heckle. Madeline just keeps saying fuck you until she reads the house down. She calls out Maxie for making garments out of cardboard. Um, she says she belongs to be there because she's more well-read. She speaks less. She doesn't look like a fucking pig. She's not an asshole. She's younger and she's just not a douche. Um, and Dahlia calls the reads predictable and weak. Let's see if you can do better, bitch. I want to be 100% honest and say that in that moment in the extermination challenge, Madeline even said that she was doing better. Yeah, well, Maxie says she should be there um, because she doesn't talk shit about people when they're in, not in the room. She hasn't said uh, she hasn't said she doesn't want to be there on countless occasions, and she makes her cardboard costumes because she has talent and creativity. And then Madeline knows that she was just slayed. But will it really matter? 
I mean, it, honestly, it won't because even the Boulets said that the previous everything has to do with this decision. And again, because of that twist with the immunity, the key, yeah. Madeline would have been in this position. So no. I think this was Maxie's send-off anyway. It was Maxie's send-off Even if anyway. Dolly was there, I think. I I don't 100% agree with that because um, um, I think in the same vein that Madeline didn't want to get the shit thrown at her, I think there's Dolly would have had the same reaction. Right. So it wouldn't be a hundred percent right away thing. And I felt that if Dahlia had the meltdown, it could have been a different story. It would have like Madeline having the meltdown, they weren't like, Okay, we're putting you down a peg but with Dahlia they might have because she was already in the bottom two. So they would have that would have reflected of her air quote not doing the extermination. Fair. Well, death scene. There's some running in the woods and a sword being drawn. Who's gonna die? It's the fish monster Maxi Glamour. Um, she gets trapped and immediately has her head sliced in two. And honestly, that was the best death this in the history was the of the best, show. Yeah, best that death scene. That was so fucking cool. The whole running, everything, the production value, like this scene of the it chase, so it, was it was the so best. You could literally tell they filmed it, I want to say, as soon as the acting challenge was over. They had to pull her aside and were like, look, girl, we love you, but like we have a limited son. Can you please just, we kill you real quick. Don't talk also, about it. also, um, you're wearing a mask that we can break. So can we please kill you? Oh, it was so good. Like that, that was the best part of it. I was like, that's a lot of money to do what they just pulled off. It was so good though. It was so good. I have some burning questions for you. Are you ready for them? Go. Um, did Maxie have a good boot episode or was it overshadowed by Madeline's storyline? Overshadowed by Madeline's storyline. T. Like, I love her so much, but I feel like she got the Jade Jolie edit. Yeah. We kind of discussed this earlier. You mentioned it, but I want to ask you the question. Was this the best episode of the entire series? Not I think the so. The entire series, one of the best episodes. What would you say is a better episode? See, I am. I really like the episodes where the final three sh- from um, the previous season. Not the previous season. I think the first season. It might have been the first season. Where they show you them making their looks for the finale. Uh-huh. That was my favorite. Because you got to see like a behind the scenes and all that shit. But as far as like. As a drag fan that was my favorite episode back in this day. But as a reality fan this may be one of the best episodes. I think we got everything you want in a show. You, we got the behind the scenes moments. Mm-hmm. We got the heart-to-heart moments where we got to see two real emotional breakdowns Mm -hmm. both positive and negative from one person but also we got to see this heartwarming story from another contestant we got to see this really new fun different challenge it had everything that checks off a box of a good reality tv show episode Mm -hmm. so that's why i think this episode it hold hands down is perfection it had the plot twist too so it had everything um, we've seen that if you're up for extermination multiple times, chances are you'll be leaving. Should Madeline be worried? Again, don't talk spoilers. Based on when you watched it initially. Based off what I watched initially, yes. Yes. Yeah. Based what I watched off initially, yes. Well, yes and no. Because the problem is they even said themselves this time, they're like, you really shouldn't be, but you are. So, like, I don't know how the Belay's mindset work if they're thinking, oh, well, we have to look at the scoreboard. Cause... I mean, to be fair, if you look at, like, the spreadsheet of highs, lows, Madeline's been not necessarily always up for extermination, but it's she's been, been low. Yeah. Yeah. So her track record's getting a little scary. She got mm-hmm. pulled a win out. Um, my last question for you is, how can anyone top Eva and Landon? You want to top Eva and Landon. No, I'm in the competition. <laughs> um, I feel as a U.S. American that people can't find Canada on a map because, well, because the thing is, is people can't top Landon because Landon is doing an art of their own and the confidence. And I'm not saying that comparatively because they're a drag king, like, oh, it's a different competition for them because it's not. But... Something about Landon's drive and, like, Eva's the only one who can compare to them, in my opinion. Like, there are the two obvious front runners. However, I want to say Priscilla Chambers is kind of like the Evie Oddly, where it's kind of like she's doing... She's doing what Maxie thinks she's doing. Yeah. But actually doing it. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. I don't know. Those are my top three. But I'm saying if anyone wanted to beat either of them in this point at this moment in time, they're going to need to take the next challenge and, like, turn it on its head. Yeah. 
That's it. Are you ready for your mini extermination challenge? I'm so excited. Um, so this episode kind of inspired this. This this was actually a, a suggestion from someone that we're gonna twist a little bit. I'm scared. Um, it it, it involves humility and humiliation a little oh, bit. Oh, perfect. Um, I I'm gonna adjust it right now on the spot. Oh um, fuck! Because you know I want to do it. Um, are going to because we're, rather than like recording it, we're gonna take a pause and then you'll <sighs> do it. But you have to record a Instagram story uh-huh. apologizing mm-hmm. and complimenting your drag enemies. Do I have the name names? Yeah. Oh, girl, no. <laughs> Fuck the big picture, Michael. Okay, fine. You don't have to tag them. You have to, uh, or name them. You have to tell me oh, who they are. God. You have to tell Sarah as well. Oh, my God. God. Isn't this a uh, good one? Who came up with this? Because they're my drag enemy now and they deserve it. Who is it? Was it Audrey? No, it wasn't Audrey. Was it you? It wasn't me. Who was I'll, it? I have to go back in time to see who it who was. Who was it? Maybe an Aria. Oh, well, I like Aria, so I'm not going to do that to her. <laughs> so, yeah, we're going to uh, not record this part, we'll, but it will be recorded. It will be seen by people. Um, but, um, Zalika, where can we find you on social media? Dying. You can find me on Instagram at that one drag queen, and my Facebook name is Christopher Caldwell. And because I don't go find this fucking video, I tell you that much. No, you can find me on Instagram at Zalika Parsons. That is Z as in zebra, A as in anal, L as in licking, I as in incest, K as in kangaroo, and A as in the second letter is Zalika. And Parsons, like the school of design, even though I don't know how to design things, and my. Facebook is Leika Parsons. My Venmo is Tip the Drag Queen because I'm not a nice person. And you can catch me every Tuesday at Vodka Soda Bottoms up. 10 p.m. Free food. It's great. And the show's called? Thick Tuesdays. That's me. I'm well, so good at this. This has been a pleasure. Thanks for I doing this. I fucking hate you right now. You don't understand. I think because you know. <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> Thanks once again to Zalika for joining me. Make sure to tap that subscribe button and leave us a five-star review. Follow me on Instagram at MichaelBlockTalk. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk. Mm-hmm.